0: Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church, or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this time that we have to be gathered here in your presence, in the presence of your grace that empowers us, that lifts us up, that changes lives. Father, I declare right now that lives will be changed in this place tonight. The word will be spoken, the word that is filled with your grace, that lifts a man up, a woman up, and makes them all that you want them to be. I thank you right now that the Holy Spirit is here, the teacher. We ask that you give us ears that hear and hearts that understand. And we thank you for this time in the name above all names, the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay. You guys ready? Oh yeah. You know, I gotta ask you a question I, I I talked to the pastor about this and he said, well, go ahead. And and I, I wonder, these horizontal lines here, did they make my butt look big? <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not that big of a deal really, but uh, I, I I wonder. <laughs> okay. Now tonight's message is uh, I've been I've been at the prison. Most of you know that I I do the prison. I'm a chaplain out there at the prison. I've been doing that for a number of years, and uh, I've been teaching them out of the Book of Hebrews, which is really a really well like all of them are. They're all great books in the Bible, but I've been teaching them from the Book of Hebrews, and we got to this point. I, and I preached this message. This will be the fourth time. Okay, now there's a guy named, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Charles Spurgeon is the one who says this. He says that you haven't preached your sermon until you preached it 50 times. So I'm on, I've i got 46 more, and, it, and we're going to get this thing good. It's good now. I think it's good now, but it's going to be, it, it just gets better every time you do it. It changes a little bit as we go along. But I, I, this message was just, it, I flowed right into it. It's in the 10th book, the 10th chapter of, of the book of Hebrews, and uh So I was just so pleased with it that that I I said, you know what, I gotta do this here. So this is this is the name of the sermon right here. Does God have your ear? That's a big question. Does God have your ear? I think it's a really big question. How about this? (laughs) <laughs> God's quite the artist, isn't he? <laughs> you know, this, 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 my dog, this is not the kind of dog I have, but my dog is kind of colored that way. She's, she looks sim- similar to that. The ears aren't quite that large. But you know what? I, t- I tell you something. My dog, I have her ear. When I say Lucy, she doesn't bounce like she used to. She's 11 years old now. Now she kind of, she acknowledges she heard me. I tell you, I can get her to move really fast. All I have to say is, go for a ride, Boom! and she gets up. Her, her, her rear legs instantly heal when I say those words. Go for a ride, boom, and she's up. So this dog kind of reminded me of that. I think of the word uh, uh, worship. The word worship is described in the Greek. There's a word, I can't remember what the word is uh, right now, but I know this meaning it means to to kiss or to lick like a dog kissing his master's hand and it, and it the dog the dog the dog has i have i have the dog's ear when i call my my dog is i mean anyone who has a dog and most of us do uh, you you just know that they they uh they have this they hear your voice jesus says my sheep hear my voice Amen. that's that's my sheep and so Uh, that's one of the reasons I put that I was just looking at that and I was thinking about ears I saw some human ears and I saw the anatomy of ears and I saw a lot of things about ears but this is the one that I chose and so uh, I don't know what that says about me but that's that's it, that's where we're starting tonight so I have to say goodbye to our friend now we're going to move on to this Hebrews chapter 10 For the law, having a shadow of the good things to come, but not the very image of the things, can never with those same sacrifices which they offer continually, year by year, make those who approach perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be been offered. For the worshipers, once purified, would have no more consciousness of sins. Boy, that's something to think about. But in those sacrifices, there's a reminder of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. Now these first four verses, they're an outline of the animal sacrifices that were under the law of Moses. They're a representation of what was ultimately to come. The sacrifice of God himself. In the form of the man Christ Jesus. These verses also tell us that they could not, those animal sacrifices could not complete God's full intention for us. You guys with me so far? That intention was to take away sin. When you become a born again believer, your title changes, you're no longer a sinner. You're a saint. We're not even to have a consciousness of sins. I was thinking this morning as I was looking at my notes about people that I might meet in heaven, that I might wonder, how you got here? (laughs) And if I approached them and questioned them about some former sin, they would say, I have no idea what you're talking about, brother. They don't have any consciousness of it. You know, the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world, right? He did it. He did it. And then I thought, about, I thought a little bit more and I thought, well, you know what? I wouldn't have any consciousness either. I wouldn't even ask the question. Heaven's not like that. Forget it. Let's turn the page. Let's move on to something that's a little bit more real. So, here's what we come up with next. Therefore, you know, really, I like the word better, consequently. Since, since these sacrifices wouldn't get the job done, consequently, he, God, came into the world in the form of Christ Jesus. Amen. He came into the world and he said, sacrifice an offering you did not desire, but a body of you prepared for me. You know, when he says here, did not desire, it really means it didn't get the job done. It didn't fill the bill. In verse 7, he says, Jesus says, Then I said, Behold, I've come. In the volume of the book, it's written of me to do your will, O God. So these sacrifices couldn't get the job done. He says, You've prepared me a body. It's going to be, we know, the offering. And he says, In the volume of the book, it's written of me to do your will, O God. What book? Anyone know what book? I bet you there's a bunch of people in here who know what book. I'll show you. There it is, that book Psalms, Psalm 46. Now, Jesus is quoting this to a point. Jesus, in what we just read, it says, Therefore, he came into the world and he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. But if you look here, we see it says, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, my ears you have opened. There's a little difference there. He says, My ears you've opened. He says, Burn offering and sin offering you did not require. Then I said, Behold, I come in the scroll of the book. It is written of me. He says, I delight to do your will, O God, and your law is within my heart. Amen. Now I, I love this here when he says, he says, I delight to do your will. The word will there. Is the, it's the Hebrew word, ratzah, and what it means is to satisfy a debt. It means to satisfy a debt. So, what Jesus is saying to God, he says, he says, he says I desire, he goes, he goes, I delight, I'm pleased to fill that requirement, to fill that debt. What debt? The price of sin. The wages of sin is death. Jesus says, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm delighted to do that. Now, I don't think he was delighted to have all the pain, but he was delighted to have the end result. The end result was two things. You know, I thought about this. It's it's not limited to two things, but, you know, uh, in Hebrews, it says that that, that Jesus, he uh, he, he took the, the shame of the cross looking forward to this reward, right? You know, we're that reward. But not only are we that reward, but he was, he was fulfilling God's will and restoring our relationship. And he got to inherit the whole shooting match because of it. So there's all kinds of things going on here. When, when Jesus, he says, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to do this. It, 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 right now, it, it, see, he saw the end. He knew where it was going to go. As a man, he didn't. He had to do it by faith. (laughs) But he did it. It reminds me, you know, he knew though. He knew, hey, it's going to all turn out good. I trust my father. I trust him. I know he's going to take good care of me. You know, right now, I'm learning to play some instruments. And some of you know me, you've heard me. I get up here and I play the guitar, and I'm pretty good with the guitar. But I'm learning some instruments that I don't know. I've gone back to zero. It's painful sometimes. I've described some of my performances as a wounded animal very near death. (laughs) But I know from past experience that if I keep after this, I'm going to get good. And and Jesus knew, hey, he trusted the Father. He didn't really know like, well, I really don't know either. I might not. might be that awful for a long time. I don't know. But anyway... Something like that. So Jesus says, he goes, I, I delight to do your will, O God. So let's back up here a little bit. And here he says, Sacrifice an offering you didn't desire, but my ears you have opened. What's that about? What does it mean, my ears you've opened? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Exodus. If you buy a Hebrew servant, he shall serve you six years, and in the seventh year, he shall go out free and pay nothing. If he comes in by himself, he shall go out by himself. If he comes in married, then his wife shall go out with him. If his master has given him a wife and she has borne him sons and daughters, the wife and her children shall be her masters and he shall go out by himself. So in, in the Hebrew culture, you were a slave for six years, and every seventh year you got set free. They had a thing every 50 years they called Jubilee, where everything was returned. Jesus has become our Jubilee. We, every, everything is returned to us, Amen. including the lack of consciousness of sin. Amen. Verse 5. But if the servant plainly says, I love my master... My wife and my children, I won't go out free. I'm staying. Then his master shall bring him to the judges. He shall also bring him to the door, to the doorpost. And his master shall pierce his ear with an owl. And he shall serve him forever. He's going to pierce his ear with an owl. If we back up here, we see. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Oh, no, no, I know where I wanted to see. Here. Here. He says, my ears, you have opened. In the NIV, the NIV actually gets it right. The NIV says, my ears, you have pierced. He's going to take this owl. Like, I, I, I really don't know what it looks like, but I would imagine something like an ice pick or something. And he's going to take this earlobe. And in public, he says, he takes him in front of the judges. And he shall, in front of the judges, this is a public thing. And he, and he, and he nails this servant's ear to the door. It's symbolic that the servant is now his forever. That's what he does here. Then his master shall bring him to the judges. He shall bring him to the door or to the doorpost. His master shall pierce his ear with that owl and he'll serve him forever. That's it. Now the servant here whose ear is nailed to the door, you know what this is? This is a picture or a type or a shadow of Messiah being nailed to the cross. It's a demonstration of devotion of the the servant or the slave to his master or to Jesus, to his father. It's also a demonstration of his love for his bride, the servant's love for his bride, and Jesus' love for his bride. That's us, right? The church, the bride of Christ. Now let's let's look at the similarities here. The servant loves his master, right? He's dedicated to him. Why wouldn't he be? He gave him a wife and children. He probably treats them pretty good. This, you know what? It, it, it's not as bad as, as, as one might think. These, these Hebrew servants could be treated very well depending on the master. He loves his master and he's dedicated to Messiah, Jesus. He loves his father and he's dedicated to him. You see the, you see the parallel there? The servant loves the bride whom his master's given him. Jesus, he loves the bride who his father has given him. Us. Jesus loves us. For the servant to secure his relationship with the bride, he has to shed his blood. His ear is nailed to the doorpost. Blood is shed right there in public. It is a public demonstration. For the Messiah to secure his bride, he had to shed his blood. (laughs) The servant's ear was nailed to the doorpost in public. And Jesus' crucifixion was public. That's the way it was done. Everyone, everyone saw it. And finally, the servant's scars on his ear—it was a permanent scar left there—and that scar was a sign of his devotion to his master. Jesus bears in his body the scars of crucifixion. Remember, he went upstairs. It's it's, uh, it's in the 20th chapter of John, and he says, hey, he says, look at my hands. Look at my side. It wasn't just Thomas. The whole group didn't believe. Jesus showed it to all of them. Thomas gets nailed for it. (laughs) I just thought I'd get Thomas off the hook. (laughs) Oh, he's not off the hook. He's He's just guilty with the rest. So why... Why is the ear nailed to the doorpost? You guys, you're going to fail the test. You're waiting for the answer. Why is the ear nailed to the doorpost? Because if God has your ear, then he has your heart. If God has your heart, then he has your obedience. You don't need a law. Jeremiah says that your your law is written in my heart. Amen. I don't need to be told anymore. In fact, I automatically know when I'm doing wrong. I automatically know when I'm doing right. God's law is written. In, if he has my ear. If he has my ear, he has my heart, and he has my obedience. And if he has those things, then he can prosper me too. Because if I go away from him, it's like stepping out from underneath an umbrella in the rain. I've just lost all my protection and power. Yep. Amen. Yep. That's right but if he has my ear, and he does, he does have my ear. I, I think this is a wonderful scripture here Deuteronomy 6 4 says, Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. This, this word here, here, <laughs> here, here, is the word Shema. In Hebrew, it means to hear intelligently. It means to hear with attention. It means to hear with obedience. It means to lean in there. When it's like you guys remember the E. F. Hutton commercials, they'd be—I remember the school room, the classroom, and the kid is going A, B, C, D, and they go E, F, Hutton, and everyone <gasps> jumps up to listen. Right? When God is talking, listen with everything that you've got. Listen to God. Mark, in the book of Mark, Jesus is approached by a scribe. And the scribe asks him, which is the first commandment? And Jesus answers him. And he says, the first commandment is, hear, O Israel. You know who Israel is now? We are spiritual Israel. By faith, we are the children of Abraham, the father of Israel. By faith. So when Jesus says, Hero Israel, that applies to us. Here, listen attentively, obediently, lean in. Hear what I'm saying. This is this next verse here is one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God, and I did it King James on purpose. I like it that way. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul with all thy mind, and with all thy strength, this is the first commandment. Think about that. God entered into my life 34 years ago, actually. I don't really know when I got saved. I remember as a little boy, I was probably seven, eight years old, I don't know, and a friend of mine, his mother, they would go to church on Sundays. I think I don't know what kind of church it was, but they would take me to there. And I'm sure that they—I'm sure that—that that I gave my life to Jesus back then. I don't remember doing it, but I bet I did. I had to crash and burn and, and make a few mistakes along the way. After that, I think God kept me alive through me. You know, I survived my childhood. You know, today's my birthday. I'm. <laughs> I'm. I'm 62. I survived my biggest problem (laughs) because of God's grace, I'm sure. I should have been dead many times over. I think as that little boy who said, you know what? I'll receive you, Jesus. I think he kept me alive because he knew that I would, that ultimately I would surrender to him. It's called covenant. And I entered into that covenant with him. I said, God, I surrender to you. I give everything I got, everything that I am, I give to you. He has my ear. My brother-in-law sent me a uh, on Facebook. I was wondering, how did I get on Facebook? I, I, didn't, I didn't get on there. I, 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 listen, I got Facebook on my phone. If I don't answer, it's not because I'm, I don't like it. It's because I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> He sends me this card this 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 uh, message and it says it says happy birthday pastor howie Amen. and i thought wow that is that's very cool and and i sent him back a message and i said you know what thank you so much i really i really appreciate that and and tonight i get to uh, i get to give the word at new life church There isn't anything more I could ask for than that. I, I gave him my ear, and now you got to give me yours. How about that? <laughs> Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. That tells me that, you know what, God wants me to participate with him. He will, he will empower me to do all the things that I need to do. Amen. The things that I can't do, He'll do those for me. He'll remove sickness from my body. He'll, 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 he'll do all sorts of wonderful things. But at the same time, He tells me, He says, Jesus is saying, listen to this. Pay attention here, here. Love the Lord your God. Surrender to Him with all that you are. God's, God's not halfway. That's a good thing. He's all on, and I love it. I love him like that. I'm like that too. Pastor Poole was talking, I heard him on Sunday, and he said that maybe it was not Sunday, but I think it was. But, uh, yeah, no, I think it was. Seek first the kingdom of God, and he talks about that he's really not coherent till about noon. Right? And so he doesn't really seek God till about noon, I guess, is what he was saying. He said, but he's repenting. <laughs> so he, he comes here and he, and, he, and he goes into the prayer room to pray, right? First thing in the morning. It, had been, it has been a habit of mine for 34 years now. I wouldn't dare leave my house without praying first. Amen. I do I do one thing. For, you know what I do? I get up in the morning and take a shower. Cuz you know why? I want to be wide awake and fresh and clean for God. I don't go with my hair all matted, my breath all nasty, you know, and, and trying to get the sleep out of my eyes. Okay, God, go ahead. Give it to me. I like to wake up. You know what? I could drink a gallon of coffee wouldn't do any good. That shower, man, then I wake up and I get in that shower and then I I get out there and I've been now for the last I've for the last about ten years, it's been about three hours every morning, three to four hours. I was in I was in Bible college. Some days, some days I would spend six, seven, eight hours just studying the Word. And I've I've, I've sort of tapered off a little bit. I'm down to about three hours. And and uh, uh, I'm not. It's not that I'm not as interested. I just don't have any exams that I have to get turned in, and so. <laughs> They asked, me, they asked me, do you want to go for the master's degree? No, <laughs> I, don't care. I don't care about the degree. I learned how to learn. That's what I learned in Bible college. I learned how to learn. And now I know how to learn, and I love learning. I eat it in at in a nice pace. Jeremiah said, I found your words. I ate them, right? and I, So I just gorged myself on God's word. But he has my ear. So my question to you is this. Does he have your ear? You know, if he doesn't have your ear, give it to him. Surrender all that you are, all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. Use everything that you got and give it to him. You know, that doesn't mean that you become this robot who doesn't. The only thing you can do is, is speak Christianese, and you, you know, you're always on a mission somewhere. You know, I think, I think the will of God for, for me is to go out and screen the dirt out of the rocks in my backyard, I'm listening to all kinds of crazy music while I'm doing it, and I'm thinking, I don't know if this is very spiritual, but I like the beat. So, but I'm back there with the rocks, and I'm keeping up the, I'm, you know what, I'm keeping up the home God gave to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was talking, I was talking with, with a friend of mine here, and uh, I was we, I had a, I had a problem last year, that was pretty pretty serious issue. And uh, I was telling him how the people in the church had gathered around me and and had supported me in a time when uh, I needed it. And I was, I thought, wow, I, isn't it, it, to to be reminded of that? It was like this. This is my family now. Amen. Amen. You guys are my family. I, and and. I'm your brother, with you like it or not. <laughs> so get with it, okay? Come on. But that's what it should be here. You know what? You know what happens with families though? Here's what you need to remember. Pastor Poole taught me this. He says, you know, sometimes family members scrap a little bit. Yeah, they do, don't they? Oh man. But you know what? If we can get past that, if we can get past ourselves, boy, it's going to be good. It is good. Does God have your ear? Amen. Give him your ear. Amen. Just let me pray over you. I'm going to, I'm going to pray that you've got big ears. <laughs> Father God, right now, Lord, we just thank you that Jesus says, hear, listen, with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. I declare right now that each and every soul in this room has ears that hear, hearts that receive and understand your word, Father, that it'll grow in them and produce fruit, that it'll produce wonderful things, healthy, beautiful things. I just declare that right now upon every soul in this room that this word will penetrate deep in them and like a seed it will grow. And it will multiply in them and in their lives. I thank you for them and I declare your favor upon each and every one of them in the name that is above all names, the name of Jesus, amen. We have a prayer team that's going to come up right now. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast, we can't wait to see you next week.